0: You're listening to Your Superpowered Mind on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that investigates the innate power within your brain to create lasting change. Hey,
1: everybody. Welcome to Your Superpowered Mind. I'm your host, Kristen Maxwell, and I am excited that you're here today. We have uh, an incredible guest who I think is gonna provide some really good solid um, insight into what we can do to help uh, control our mind and find our own superpowers. Our guest today is Kevin Murphy, and we're going to be talking about how to change your thoughts to gain happiness. And Kevin, like so many of the guests on this show, has an an eclectic and really broad background. He's a former Wall Street Managing Director, and now does something I don't quite understand still with the Securities Exchange. Uh, He's a community activist, um, does a lot of work raising awareness around the uh, opioid and heroin epidemic. He's a speaker. He is the author of a book, The Three Rooms, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life, and he also is a wrestler who has been named in uh, to the National Wrestling Hall of Fame and is still involved in that, both in his community activism and as a coach. So Kevin, welcome to Your Superpowered Mind.
2: Thank you very much, Kristen. I'm excited to be here.
1: That's great. Uh, your uh, your book is exactly, um, loves, it, it talks about one of those topics that's near and dear to my own heart, which is to how to get control over your thoughts uh, so you can really change the quality of your life. My, my first question is always, what superpower did you uncover as a result of mastering your mind?
2: I would have to say that you know, I've learned that you all have the power to feel good any moment. And the problem is that we've relinquished that power. And the good news is that we can reclaim it at any time. Because, you know, at any moment, we have two choices. We can either let what we see and hear in the physical world determine how we feel inside, or we can let how we feel inside determine what we see and hear in the physical world. And too many of us have it backwards. And we constantly let everything we see and hear Outside of us, determine how we feel, and since we can't control what other people say and do, we therefore don't control how we feel. But when we start with how we feel, even before we go out into the world in the morning, you know, and we focus on thoughts that produce positive feelings, then we can start each day with those positive emotions like love and appreciation in our hearts. And if those feelings are your dominant intention throughout the day then you'll begin to attract more things into your life that produces those same feelings. And anytime something comes up that starts to cause negative emotions within you, you can immediately shift your perception of the situation. But you must be aware of the moment you begin to feel the negative emotions. If not, they will continue to build momentum. And now what you see and hear in the physical world is controlling how you feel.
1: That is such a great explanation of uh, of really what I what I see going on, what I've experienced, and what I've seen with so many of my clients. Of that, we feel like we are powerless um, with with how we, we show up in the world. So how did I just, am always curious with, with my guests, how did you come to this own realization? What was your own process?
2: Well, I, you know, it's, I, I never intended to, to write a book and, um, but I was on a, say my own spiritual journey for probably 20 plus years before the book came out. And The concept of the three rooms literally came to me one day um, when I got this image of of three doors and one was labeled the past, one was labeled the present and one was labeled the future. And I started to think about each one of those doors and I began to describe what it was like behind each door. So eventually, the three doors became the three rooms because I kept describing where our thoughts go behind the doors.
1: I see. So that is really, you've got the three rooms being the past, the present, and the future. And so once, we've, once we start becoming aware that our thoughts can be classified in these different ways... What's the what's the impact of doing that, of classifying them?
2: Well, I guess the premise of the three rooms is to um, say so that you know our experience of life is not you know based on what we do or what we have. It is based on what we think, and so it's important to realize you know which room our thoughts are in and. By being able to monitor which room our thoughts are in, we are able to control our emotions because everything is really about how we feel. And so because we have so many thoughts, maybe 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day, it's almost impossible to monitor all these thoughts all day long but we can monitor how we feel. So the purpose of the three rooms is to make it easier to monitor how you feel. If you're thinking something in the past and you're thinking about maybe what's some something someone said to you that you didn't like, anything that caused negative emotion previously, then every time you think back at that, you're reliving those negative emotions. And we call that being in the past realm. And anytime you're looking into the future and you're thinking of a worst case scenario or how you may not be able to get something and it's causing negative emotions such as stress or anxiety. And we call that being in the future realm. And really, It's just when your thoughts take you to a place that causes negative emotions, fear-based emotions. And when you're not allowing your thoughts to pull you out of the present, when you are in the present room, you are aligned with that, that, your higher self or that consciousness, that universal conscious that we all share. And that's what we want to tap into. And that's when we start feeling things like love and appreciation. And that's what we should be feeling all during the day. And that's why we want to start there in the morning. So by simply knowing which room your thoughts are in, which is really knowing how you feel, you have a built-in indicator all during the day. Anytime you start to feel negative emotions, it's either because your thoughts are pulling you into the past and you're recalling a you know a past experience that caused negative emotions, or you're worrying about indications to come right back in and realign with your higher self in the present in the present moment.
1: Okay, so yeah, there are so many concepts here which are um, really really helpful, and I really want to dig um, a little bit deeper. And like, if people are really unfamiliar with this way of thinking and then the way that their thoughts and their emotions and really this connection to universal consciousness, how it all lines up. I want to go into how we could start becoming aware of that. Um, but first we have to take a quick break. Um, so first, can you tell people where they can learn more about you and your work and these three rooms?
2: Sure. On the website, www. Uh, ThreeRooms.com. Um, you can find all different information on different um, blogs, uh, material, and, and information on the on the book, The Three Rooms, um, which is available on on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Great,
1: thanks. We're gonna take a quick break and then come back and go a little bit more about what listeners you know, what they can do, how they can change their thoughts to gain happiness.
0: your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the superpower net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more.
1: Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Your Superpowered Mind, and we are talking to Kevin Murphy about how you can change your thoughts to gain happiness. And I, I guess what I, what I want to say is how do people start to get awareness of their thoughts? How do they start to get the conscious awareness? Do you have any recommendation?
2: Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a really good question. And I think that's what a lot of people are searching for. And, and I think it's, you can get it with asking yourself one question. You which know, is where am I or where are my thoughts? And, you know, the concept of the three rooms, of putting it into, into three different rooms, either the past, the present, or the future, you know, makes it easier. Um, and the simple asking and answering of the question, you know, where am I or where are my thoughts, um, aligns you with the, your higher self meaning just to be able to answer that question, you have to be aware of your thoughts. And it is that awareness or that consciousness that separates our, you know, our awareness from our thoughts. And that's the consciousness that we want to constantly tap into. So if you think about it, just saying, where am I? And you know, you're not feeling great. You're feeling, you're Some kind of you're feeling tense, you're feeling angered, you're feeling stress. you're feeling something that's not comfortable. You can start saying, okay, well, where are my thoughts? You know your thoughts are not in the present moment or in the present room because you're feeling negative emotions. And once you start to just be able to answer that, oh, I know why. It's because I'm thinking about this person. Well, that's where it all starts. It has to start with the conscious awareness of where your thoughts are that are causing those negative emotions, and when you think about just things like mindfulness, that's just the conscious awareness of your thoughts. So simply, almost making it a game, which room are my thoughts in? You can constantly monitor your thoughts, and it's easy enough even for a child to do. I know my daughter is eleven, and she can she can tell me when people are in the past room or that Look at him; he's you know, he's really angry. He's in the past room. There's something bothering him. Or, or look at her. She's so stressed out. She's always worrying about things. She's always in the future room. And so, simply by being able to judge or determine which room other people are in based on what they're saying and based on their emotions, you're better able to, to determine and realize where you are and where your thoughts are and where your emotions are. So, you can almost make it a game. and. Again, just the asking and answering of the question, where am I? Or where are my thoughts? Helps you determine you know, how you feel. And it's that awareness that we constantly want to tap into.
1: Right. So this idea that the fact that we are actually able to observe our thoughts shows that there is a part of us that isn't our thoughts. Exactly. Right. That It's such a, a slippery idea to hold on to, <laughs> and yet it, it feels true, too. So I guess this might be a, a hard question, because I have a lot of um, clients, and I myself, of course, have experienced this, too, where there's something that we know we should be doing or that we want to be be doing you know, some action that will really bring us into integrity with who we want to be in the world. And we're not taking that action. And then it goes into sort of this beating self up, like I'm worthless. I'm no good. I can't trust myself. What would you suggest people do in that situation to get out of their thoughts? Because to me, that seems like you're in the present room. You're like, I'm being worthless now. (laughs) What, What would you say?
2: Let's, that's a, a really great question because that, that affects so many people and, you know, intellectually and they know what they want to do and they're just, you know, not, not really doing it. And I even think, you know, there's a, like a Zen saying that says, you know, to know and not to do is not really knowing. And it is about, you know, doing something, um, but it's a matter of you know, doing something from inspired action or doing something from resistant thoughts. And so very something from a three rooms perspective, when we are paying attention to what everyone else says and does in the world and we're listening to them and they're saying, well, you know, you should do this or you can't really do that. And you're getting all of this feedback and you're, constantly trying to process it so many times you're thinking, yeah, I should do this. I really should, but you know, I'm never going to be able to
0: do that. Or,
2: you know, realistically, is that really going to happen? And, you know, we start to doubt ourselves and we start to other people say, oh, you know, can't do that. So, you know, we start to say, I'm not going to be able to do that too. Um, but when we come from the place of, you know, I can do this, And you start to to really think about what you would like and you would think about your desire. And so it gets to the point which you were just asking, like we know what we want and we define our desires. Then you have to feel as if it's already happened. You have to imagine it, not just think of, I want this desire, but imagining what it's like to have it already come and that feeling joy, and satisfaction of having it happened already. Now you're thinking about something in the future, but you're not in the future room. Because when you're in the future room, you think about something in the future and you're worrying about it and it's causing stress and negative emotions. But instead you are now visualizing the desire you would like in the future and you are feeling the positive emotions as if they have already happened. And you're doing that right now in the present moment. And then you start to listen and look for the clues because you start to work backwards. It has already happened in your imagination. And now you're you're expecting that to happen in real life. And you're looking and you're saying, I don't have to do this this second, but I am going to start to look for all the clues and be open so all the things that I need to do, because this has already happened and you're excited that it's happened. And as ideas, inspired ideas start to come to you, then you're jumping at them and happy to do them because, because they're coming from the right place and you know they're leading to you the completion and the, and the fulfillment or the manifestation of your desires. So it comes from the feeling. The feeling as if it's already happened, as opposed to looking at a desire, listening to other people say, you're not going to be able to do that really, and starting to doubt yourself. That's the really the, the key that I see.
1: Okay. So it's this, if you were able to achieve it. So for example, one that's super easy, although this isn't necessarily the one people always struggle with, is If you're really thinking, oh, if only I were rich, but I'm not, I'm really poor right now. And that's the thought. And that seems to be your current reality is feeling into, well, what would I feel if I really were rich? What are the feelings that I would have? Who would I be? That sort of thing. Well, I would feel safe. I would feel peaceful. I'd feel like I could do anything. Is that sort of what you're saying? And then sort of getting into touch with, oh, okay, if that's what I'm going to feel like, feeling it right now.
2: Is- yes, and, that, and that's a, it's a great example because if, if you're saying, I want to be rich, I want to be rich, I want to be rich, and you keep saying it over and over and over, but something inside of you, whenever you keep saying it you're thinking about it, you keep thinking about whether consciously or subconsciously that, that, but I'm not rich now and I don't know how I'm going to get rich. And, and so I don't really know if it's going to happen, but I want to be rich, but I, but I don't, I don't really know how, and I'm just not rich now. Those kind of, talk, it's, a, it's a kind of a tug of war and it's going to keep pushing away that very desire of, I want to be rich. So I don't state in a desire is really important how you state it. So one, it has to be, you have to believe that it can be true. And so if you say, you know, I want to be rich and and have a castle in in, uh, in you know in Europe and I want to fly jet set all over the world. And then but inside your heart you just don't think that's ever going to be possible, then that you're you're not going to be realizing that dream or that that, that image or that desire. So starting with something more like, I really, I love the feeling of financial security. That's what I know I can have financial security. I can't wait to have that. And that's, I know it's already here. I know I'll be doing the things I have. And that's, that's going to make me feel secure along the lines of what you're talking about. And financial security is something that everybody, because it means a little bit different, and it's a little softer desire that it doesn't start to scare you away or, or get that subconscious mind you know, generating all of these, you know, these, these feelings of doubt. And so now you can start to more and more feel like, I am financially secure. I know that I'm financially secure. And more good things are coming to me. And as you start to feel it and you really start to believe it, there's an expectation because it's it's in your mind, it's already happened, and I already am financially secure. is is so empowering. I think I already am, and it's something that you can believe in. And as you're feeling that now, everything you start looking for all those things in the world that can that can lead you to the fulfillment of that.
1: Right, and, and I I think. I, and I get that. And I, um, I, I'm i doing the yes buts that my clients also do to me. <laughs> so the yes but is, okay, so I get that feeling, and then it goes away. I have it for a second, and then it goes away. So how do you have any suggestions on how to get and stay in that sort of feeling
2: well, first of all, if it if it goes away, and you know negative emotions start to creep back in, mm-hmm. then you can simply say, "I know I'm in the wrong room. I'm not feeling, you no, know, I'm not feeling positive emotions, and any kind of feeling of whether it's in the past of anger or resentment, or maybe you keep looking in the past of something, or in the future of stress or anxiety, all of those." are Emotions, and either we're feeling fear-based emotions or love-based emotions. And um, if you if if that feeling goes away right away, um, it is about focus, and it just keeps coming back to you know where am I? I am right here. I am in the present, and or I'm in the present room, and you know I, um, you know I already am whatever that desire is. No, I am happy. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am wise. As you start to say those things over and over and you really feel them, remember every one of those words, you can always you know, fully justify and believe in your mind because you can say, I am, you know, we determine if we're happy. You can say I am healthy. Even if there's something you know, wrong physically with you, there's always people a lot, a lot less healthy there's always people a lot less wealthy. And so, and, and, and being wise is about the wisdom of knowing, you know, who we really are and connecting with ourselves. So saying those things over and over and, and focusing on, on positive feelings and appreciation, you know, keeps us focusing on those, on those, um, you know, on those desires. So is it, Is it easy? Exactly what you're saying is why people or more people are not achieving their desires. Because as you said, they state their desire. They're there for a minute and then it goes away. Mm -hmm. When it goes away, stop right there. Like, where does it go? And now what do they start? What are they starting to think? And what are they starting to feel? That's, you know, it, it really does take a focus, a focus on, on where am I? How do I feel? And that alignment with your own higher self. And if we want to talk about that for just one second, is you really have to listen to your own higher self, to your own soul—that part of you that knows where your thoughts are going, that part of you that is connected to this you know, divine intelligence that we all share—and that is, that communication is not through words. Like you and I are talking with words, and we're interpreting sound vibrations back and forth. But how you communicate or commune with your own soul is through, through thoughts and emotions. And so positive thoughts generating positive emotions, with your own higher self, that's where those inspired ideas come in. And that's that's what you want to focus on. You want to focus on that communion with that non-physical part of you that is already mapped out every single desire as soon as you imagine it. I like to say that our higher self writes a new script for the movie of our life. We are all actors in the movie of our life. And as soon as you imagine something that you would like, your own higher self has written the script. And now in this movie of your life, your own higher self is directing you and saying, okay, here, go here. Oh, here, come this way. Oh, you know, go this way. And, and if you hold on to that image and go, wow, thank you for writing the script. I know it's, the script is already written and I just have to follow this. All right, show me where to go. I'm, I'm, I'm open. This is great. And, and like I said, it almost becomes a, a game during the day where you're following the clues. Okay, what's next? what's next? You're looking for that. Now that's more inspired and it's coming from an inspired place of your communion with your higher self. And it has nothing to do with what anyone else is saying or doing in the, in the, in the world and what you're seeing, because everything you see is what already was. It's what's already manifested. It's already old news. And you are creating your future. You're looking at your future self and you've envisioned something and that's where you're excited. You, that script is already written and you're just saying, let me let me follow this. This is great. I'm going to, you know, let, and, and you will act on all those inspired ideas that you get.
1: So how do you recommend that people then um, listen to their soul? If it's something that they're not used to doing, you know, how, what, is there a practice that you recommend or... I mean, obviously being very, aware are my thoughts? That's the first step. But then also, where do you then get quiet and and find those clues and recognize them, I guess?
2: I think so often, you know, it starts with how you start the day. And I've had a lot of people say to me, yeah, I'm I'm pretty good during the day. But, you know, it's just that at night, I, I constantly think about all these things. I think about what I have to do the next day. And I'm worrying about this and I have trouble sleeping and So how you sleep, you know, is, is a big indicator of, of how you're going to feel the next day. So one simple practice is just two words. Every night before I go to bed, I say two words. Thank you. Just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it doesn't, you don't even have to think about what you're thankful for. Like some people say, like, you know, I'm thankful for this and I'm thankful for that. Just get into that whole thing. Subconsciously, you'll be by saying thank you, thank you, or you'll automatically be thinking of things that you're thankful for. But you just, those are the last, those are the last two words you say to yourself every night before you go to bed, just thank you, thank you, thank you, you'll find that when you wake up in the morning, the first two words that come to your mind when you first wake up in the morning is thank you, thank you. And that starts in a, a feeling of appreciation. And When people meditate in the morning, and meditation is so important, what is meditation? It's the absence of thought. And so meditation is the best way to come into the present moment, into the now or into the present room, because that's where we all really start from and it's our thoughts that pull us out. So meditation is the absence of thoughts and gets us centered. But appreciation is what keeps us there all through the day. And so saying those two words, thank you at night, and waking up in the morning, thank you, and you just have some appreciation. You're already in the present room, and now you you have feelings of appreciation. It's such a powerful way to start the day, and now you're feeling good, and there can't be anything more important throughout the day than maintaining that good feeling. And that's where you can constantly ask, as soon as you, as soon as you start to feel negative emotions, to say, okay, where am I? What, where am I? What am I thinking? Because it's my thoughts that pulled me, pulled me away from that positive feeling because appreciation keeps you there centered in the present room. And it also allows you to keep envisioning a future. As you go through the day, you keep seeing things that you like, you keep, seeing things that you don't like. And as you see things that you like, you go, yeah, you know, I want more of that. Oh, and what would it be like? That would be great to have more of that. And if you see things you don't like, you say, okay, well, I know I don't want that. So it's okay to see contrast. It's okay to feel negative emotions. So, you know, now I know I don't want to feel that way, or I'm looking at it the wrong way. Someone says something to you, or you heard they say something about you and you're that person and you start to feel angry again, and you're mad at them. Are you resentful about someone? You just say, I'm looking at this the wrong way. I've got negative emotions. It's something, I know what those thoughts are pulling me out and now I can come back into that, into that present. So, you know, feelings of appreciation starting the day with that and then all day long monitoring how you feel with that question, where am I? Which is how, where are my emotions? Where are my thoughts?
1: Right. That's a, a, I love that. Um, that's another way of looking at gratitude that I haven't heard. And I think that's a, that's a great practice to going to bed. And one thing I want to say is because I know that I was a person um, for many years who struggled with anxiety. I just was anxious all the time and it felt like it would be impossible when people talked like as you're doing when i'd hear about controlling thoughts i thought that is un it's just not possible you can't do that my thoughts never stop and so i guess if there's there are people out there listening to this now and they're like oh there's no way i'm going to be able to just steer my thoughts to the positive i am here to tell you you actually can it is like building a muscle it's really a process of tracking and then focusing in um, and learning how to stop the bad thoughts, um, just as Kevin was talking earlier. But it's not something that happens instantly. So it's not like something you're going to be able to do right away. It's very much a process. Do you agree with that, Kevin?
2: Uh, I, I totally do. And it is it is about being aware of it. And you're, I agree, you're not going to stop it right away. And I'll be honest, I, I think that I practice this all day, every day. And for the most part, I live a very, very calm and peaceful lifestyle. There is something about getting behind a car for me and watching terrible drivers that just do really what I think is, you know, um, you know inappropriate things on the road. And sometimes it makes me you know all of a sudden go, no, no, payback not just honk my horn, but just, you know, are you kidding me? You can't make a left there and, 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 and start to go crazy. And then I'll, I'll, I'll laugh and I'll, and I'll catch myself. I'll say, wow, I was getting so upset about this person. I don't even know them. They may have something other going on. And so, you know, I allowed myself to get angry. And I almost make fun of it that like, you know what? That's just, you know, that's just, you know something that I constantly do. I have to work on that. No, but it's, you know, it's, something. it's, it's, I find humorous. So if you constantly find yourself being anxious about something in the future, it's okay to be, a, as long as you're aware of, you go up, oh, there I go again. All right. I know I'm in the future. room. I know I'm worrying about this because you, you know how you're feeling. And then you think, okay, what, the, what thoughts are causing that? And you say, okay, well, there I, I'm, there I am. I'm in the future room and I'm just worrying about this thing. And so I know it'll work. Out its way out. Um, I want to let it go, and let me just you know work on letting that go. And but you have to get to that point, and that you're aware of it, right. right? Because it's okay to go from room to room, to go to the past, to go to the future, to feel negative emotions. The problem is when you don't recognize it. So when you're talking about anxiety and stress, and the reason why, you know, chronic stress is one of the you know the biggest um, you know, or let's say stress is one of the biggest, um, um, reasons for, you know, um, you know, chronic illness in, in the country today. Um, it's because people feel stress all day long. They worry about things all night. They wake up in the morning, they're still stressed about things and day in day out, they just keep thinking and worrying about those things and they're not breaking that cycle. And so it gets stronger and stronger and it builds more and more momentum. So if you're not aware that you're in that state of stress and it's the thoughts in the future that are constantly doing it, then you just stay there. But if you can start to say, and and like I said, you almost make it a game and just say, okay, where am I? How am I feeling? Where are my thoughts? And you can just say like, oh, now I know I'm in the future room. All right. I know I have to get out. Well, it's not so easy to get out. And I, I acknowledge that, but... You can certainly get out a lot easier when you're aware you're there. Right. And say, okay, I know I'm feeling anxiety. I know I'm feeling stressed. It's because I'm thinking about this. Let me look at this a different way. I know I'm angry at this person. I have to come in every morning and see him. He said something, you know, he was talking about me behind my back three weeks ago. I can't let that go. I don't want to feel this way. I know I'm getting you angry and agitated every time I walk into work in the morning, every time I see his face, I got to let that go. So you're going to be able to let it go eventually, as long as you're aware that that's exactly what's happening and that's what's causing negative emotions and you're tired of feeling those negative emotions. So it all gets back to being consciously aware of where your thoughts are. And so make it a little game, which room are my thoughts in and you want to keep coming back into the present room that's where I feel peace, joy, love, and appreciation. Right. Thank you.
1: I could ask you about 700 more questions um, because this is all the stuff that I love. Um, and I think it's so, it can be really, really life-changing for um, for people to learn how to, um, to stop those thoughts and almost, to even actually switch to the point where you're almost not even having them anymore because you've created sort of new pathways in your brain rather than into the stress and the anxiety. But we are out of time. So um, can you remind people again where they can learn more about you, your work, your book, and all of that?
2: Sure. I would just you know, look at uh, wwwthe roomscom spelled out. And um, and the three rooms is available on Amazon and and, Bunch and Noble, um, and um, you know I really appreciate the opportunity to be on your show and, and to talk about these topics, which I I love to talk about.
1: Thank you. Yes, thank you, Kevin. It's what I, I also love and want to point out is to the listeners is what a, a huge. Um, A variety of experiences you know and places you've excelled in your life um and and sort of showing that i guess almost with the power of what you can do when you have your thoughts under control rather than holding you back and then i I suspect you get to enjoy it a lot more (laughs) too Uh, uh, this is true Yes. Well, thank you, Kevin. Listeners, I want to thank all of you for being here um, and for taking the time to to look at what you can do yourself to change and transform your relationship to yourself, to your mind, and to your world. Thank you so much.
0: Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.